Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. This is a production of ITM Media. Yeah, yeah. it was an interesting week of racing. A lot of road courses, a lot of right turns and left turns. Not what you're used to seeing on a normal race week, and you're used to turning left one racer out of the few that have been run there. But hello, everyone. Matt Beamer here joining you from the ITM Media Studio. We are live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube here bringing you and breaking down for you the latest and greatest from the world of auto racing, including this past weekend's races at Sonoma, Road America, and the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. But before we get started on everything, Charlie Herkis and Austin Reeves are joining me. We're going to start off with Austin. How's it going, man? And we got a, we got a present for you that we sent to you. How are you enjoying it? I'm enjoying it real well. Uh, no, no, no don't, don't do that. I mean, what are you doing, man? You can't, you can't just... Go crazy with everything. I just had to show it all. No, yeah, you can't move it though. It makes a lot of noise, man. But I know, I know. But, but how's it everything's going? Go, everything's going good. We uh, we had our uh, gender reveal this weekend. And Went better than I expected. We're having a boy and a girl. And so. okay, so a boy and a girl. Congratulations on that, Austin. Now you got to explain it to me because I saw the video, and when I saw the video, it first came out two girls and. Your reaction wasn't that of uh, I, I don't know how to put it, but it wasn't happy. Let's just say that. Can you walk us through that? Yeah. So when everybody found out we were pregnant with twins, everybody just hounded on me. You're having twin girls, twin girls. I was like, come on, man, give me a shot. I saw that pink go off first, and I was like, yeah, yep, here we go, twin girls. And then my buddy Brandon, I wanted to do a burnout for a gender reveal because we had to do a gender reveal. The we sh- told him Friday what. Um, we handed the envelope with the uh, gender pics in it, and he uh, he said, I want baby A. I saw that blue smoke, and I uh, got a little bit excited, so I'm glad to have a little boy and a little girl. Yeah, it was very, very nice of them to throw that whole party out there for you. Congratulations. Hopefully everything goes well, man. I'll be praying for you throughout the course of the pregnancy. Twins, that's a heavy load to bear for any first-time parent. I can only imagine how that will be, and... I'm looking forward to watching everybody get together and one day us bring our children to the racetrack. It'll be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, that that does sound pretty fun. We'll have to wait and see about that. We definitely will. And, and of course, now we're always joined here by Charlie Herkus, the resident short track racer there from South Alabama Motor Speedway. Charlie, how's it going, man? Thanks for joining us. It's been good. You know, started back to work, 
full time this past week after the wreck and all that kind of fun stuff. So trying to get caught back up at work. Uh, luckily, don't have to worry about any racing from me this weekend. We got about a month off before our first race. We're off the schedule this weekend. Uh, my class is just going to be a little short on the car count due to it being Father's Day weekend and stuff. So they took us off the schedule uh, altogether. Other than that, man, it's, it's going good. Got a birthday to celebrate this weekend. So, you know, it worked out. Uh, with you know Kelsey's birthday being Saturday, she doesn't have to spend it at the racetrack with me. It works out pretty good. All right. Well, glad everything's going well, and I got to make a few confessions here. One, we're doing things a little differently this week on YouTube Live and Facebook. We're not doing the single setup soon, so if you see me kind of look to my right here, that's where the monitor is. If you want to chat and give us a shout-out, we'll definitely give you a shout-out here on the show. And so it, we're trying to do full screen because it looks better on YouTube. And if you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to YouTube and hit that notification bell. It'll let you know when we're going live and when clips of the episode come out. But I do have to make a confession here. Last week, during last week's episode, as Charlie and Austin both generously pointed out to not only myself, but the audience listening to the show as well as watching the show live, I had a bit too many to drink, and I was quite <laughs> embarrassed about that, and, and I have to publicly apologize. I feel really bad about that, and yet here I am with a few beers in front of me drinking them, but I took a little break from drinking this whole week, so I feel bad for that, so sorry about that. Brandon Holt, what's up, man? Nice to Thanks for joining us here. And yeah, I just wanted to apologize for that. I did set out a poll here real quick. I set out a poll and it was, what do you want to see come back to the show? And it was between the driver of the week, the news, movie reviews, and debates. And only one person voted, but I'm going to leave it up to Charlie and Austin here to do a quick vote here. Charlie, if you could bring anything back from the past episodes, what would it be? Debate, movie reviews, driver of the week, or the news? I'd have to go with driver of the week we got away from it because we were worried that we were just going to start overlapping but i mean let's be honest there, there's a lot of drivers out there that we haven't went over that we could it's just on our end to do a little bit more research yeah you're 100 right about that buddy i, I want to bring that back eventually but that wasn't what was voted we only had one vote on the poll here and i'm gonna let i'm gonna tell you guys what it was and but not until after austin tells us what he would like to bring, bring back austin you weren't around for driver of the week when it first came out what do you want to see come back? What would you want to start adding to the show again? Uh, what are we debating? So, so, right. the, so the poll was, what would you want to bring back to the show? Would you want to bring back Driver of the Week, which we used to do at the end of every show in our final thoughts segment, or this week in that, or not this week in NASCAR, but our movie review. So we take a racing movie and re- review it. The news, which we talk about the news of auto racing, which I do have a piece of news information I want to share to you guys, or a debate, which I kind of, Falls into the question of the week, I feel. But what would you want to see come back? Let us say driver of the week. Okay. So two for driver of the week. Only one vote was cast for that poll, and it was for the news. I'd hate to just kind of bring back the news for that, but I do have a piece of news story I want to share with you guys. So let's get into it. The news of auto racing. I haven't played that soundbite in a long time, ladies and gentlemen. If you're an old listener of the show, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. And this is kind of a big news, and, and I'm surprised that we're going back to this, to be honest with you. And it is in 2023, this is from Speedway Media, that we are returning for the Bush Clash to the L.A. Coliseum. I, I really don't know how to make heads or tails of that. Not a big fan of it, but I'm going to get your guys' opinion first. I'm going to get Charlie's opinion first. L.A. Coliseum for the 2023 Clash. How do you feel about that? Personally, I, I enjoyed the races at the Coliseum. However, 
I don't think it should be the clash. I get they play football there throughout the year as well, so it's kind of hard to do later in the year. I, I would rather see a you know an all star race held there or something like that. But the racing overall, I was happy with how the clash went. I thought everything was handled really good. Maybe not the stop middle ways through the the final race and put on a TV commercial because that wasn't even a concert. Let's let's face it. I don't know what that was they played, but I would rather I'd I'd rather see it as an all star race. I, I really would I, instead of the clash. Yeah, I would too. And I I would feel bad for I don't know why I thought the LA Coliseum was a great thing that they did they proved that you can build a racetrack within a coliseum and in a football field in a sense and race it there and i felt like that would open the door to possibilities of maybe going to like lambeau field giant stadium all these different venues that you wouldn't normally see a nascar race at and have to clash there maybe like tampa bay stadium miami dolphin stadium you know just whatever baseball or football stadiums and I feel like NASCAR is missing an opportunity going back to the West Coast and then coming back for the rest of the conclusion of Speed Weeks, marking it off with the Daytona 500. So I, I'm not a big fan of it. If I may, if, if anything there, you know, go to the Midwest or uh, Northwest or something like that. Maybe not necessarily just the West Coast, but Northwest or Midwest or somewhere like that that NASCAR really doesn't touch very often that, Quite frankly, we have a lot of drivers come out of, you know, the Wisconsin area or something like that. There's plenty of fields that they could have done in that. So it doesn't necessarily have to go back to the West Coast. No, it necessarily doesn't. You're 100% right there. Austin, what do you think? Is it a good call for NASCAR to go back to the L.A. Coliseum for the clash? Yeah, I might have to agree with Charlie. I wouldn't I wouldn't run it as a clash. I'd, I'd run it more as an all-star race. I uh, really wouldn't stop the race midway through and have a concert. I enjoyed it. They, uh, they really tested the cars out. Being making its first debut on a on TV and all, um, I, I'd watch it again. So yeah, and and that's the catch twenty two of the whole thing. It was a very successful race, and unfortunately, because of that, NASCAR thinks it'll strike gold again. Maybe it'll be sold out again, or sold out more, and more people will show up there. And it'll help tracks like Sonoma get more people. It will help tracks like California and Speedway, Las Vegas, just tracks around that area of the country get more people or it might just be we did it once it worked great and why do it again i don't know it's just one of those things with that it, it may be one of those things just like coda last year coda was a crap fest of a race last year and then they come back this year and it, it was a much much better race so it may be a two-year trial at first year was let's run it we, we found out what worked we found out what didn't the racing was good you know either play the concert after or in between the heat races, so to speak, and then the final race. But don't stop the final race halfway through, like I said. I enjoyed it overall. I think the second year will really determine, you know, if, if it's worth staying there or if it was a success there, let's let's try it elsewhere. Why not? No, I agree. And I it, it's kind of a waste of money. That's a million dollars down the drain to put down the asphalt, make the track, and then just rip it back up where if you can invest yeah. that money into another market, to your point, like the Northwest and – Wisconsin, other places like that, Midwest, you could probably gain more attention back to like Chicagoland. But doing it in LA at the LA Coliseum, which was great fun, but you have California Motor Speedway right down the road. So you already have a track there. Why not just do it at the California Motor Speedway? It is what it is. I think it'll be a good race, but I'm not really happy with it going back to the Coliseum. Yeah, if you're going to do that, just run it on one of the oval tracks that's on the front straightaway of some of these mile and a half tracks. No, I, I 100% agree, but 
that was the only piece of news that I had. We'll get more into the other news stories throughout the course of the show. But we're going to answer last week's question of the week right at the start of the show because I failed to do it when I was really, really inebriated the following week. And inebriated. Last, inebriated. And last week's question of the week was, if Dodge were to come back to the sport, which team would jump to that manufacturer first? I'm going to, and since it was Charlie's question of the week, I'm going to leave it up to Charlie to answer that question first and tell us who he thinks would jump ship first. It's a tricky question, and and I'm glad I've asked I asked it, but, I, you know, with Brad Kozlowski going over to Roush and them not really having the success that they used to have over the years back when, like, Matt Kansas drove for them and all that kind of stuff, I would say a team like Roush would chance it and be like, you know what, it's a new product coming back. We, we got pretty much a brand new team with Kozowski coming on and it being RFK racing now. I see somebody like Roush jumping ship and, and jumping on board with Dodge. I do and I don't at the same time. Roush has a long history with Ford, but at the same time, we've seen teams jump over from Ford. We saw Joe Gibbs jump from a Pontiac to a Chevy and into a Toyota. We've seen Stuart Haas jump from Chevy to Ford. Yeah, nobody so, ever thought they just saw Kevin Harvick in a Ford. No. So... I mean, let's face it. So when he come into it, he he was he come in right after you know Dunhart Senior died, and we thought he was going to be Chevy for life, and that just, that didn't happen. So he was one of the last people I thought I'd see in something other than a Chevrolet, and I, so I, I I wouldn't doubt it. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't either, but I'm not going to say it's Roush Fenway Kislowski racing jumping over to Dodge. I think it's more of a Team Penske. They are familiar with Dodge. They used to run Dodges with. Rusty Wallace yeah. and Ryan Newman, as well as when Kurt Busch was there. So, I mean, Dodge knows Roger Penske, and I think that would be a more a better fit. And they Dodge won their last championship there with Brad Keselowski in 2012. They have a history there, but to your point, they have the history with Brad Keselowski as well, as well winning that championship. But I think a, a team like Dodge is more suited for that. But my second pick would have to be, and this is, this is a shot in the dark considering they're having great success this year, is a team like Trackhouse Racing. Just want to continue to get more funding, and they could probably do that with a new manufacturer coming in like Dodge. Austin, what do you think? Yeah, I was either going to say Penske or RFK, because Penske uh, was Dodge affiliated before, and then the only reason I was going to say RFK is because Brad Kozlowski drove for Dodge when he drove for Penske and done pretty good. Um, but I'd have to go with Penske, and then I wouldn't say RFK wouldn't be too far behind them. Simple answers right there from Austin. And I have to say, great question of the week. I feel like we're talking more Dodge because we have a sense that Dodge might be coming back here soon. And I yeah, would love to see that. Proto- see some prototype pictures, I guess, floating around. And to answer your question about Trackhouse, though, I doubt they would just for I feel like they got pretty good ties with Hendrick and all them, too. So uh, yeah, I'm not sure where they get their equipment from. I think it is Hendrick equipment. It might not be. It may be like RCR or something like that, but I'm pretty sure it's Hendrick. I, I just don't see them jumping ship, not with this is their second full year in the Cup Series. And they got three wins on the series or on the season with the two drivers, so I, I just don't see them by by no means. Yeah, are you talking about the prototype pictures of, uh, I think they had Alex Bowman's number on there? Something like that, yeah. It, it was a, I mean, it was a sharp-looking car, and it, it looked legit, body styles that you have in a Cup Series this year. So I really don't think they're too far behind. I would dare say maybe 2024 20, or something like that. Yeah, I saw the pictures floating around on Twitter. It, it looked pretty sharp, so I don't, I don't think they're too, clo- too far from coming back. 
I think it's just one of those things where we just have to wait and see. There's nothing saying that Dodge will come back to the sport. We all, I think, especially nostalgic fans that were especially big into it in the early 2000s, want to see another manufacturer come in. We used to see Ford, Chevy, Dodge, Pontiac, and a Toyota thrown in there would have been a great mix of cars, but now you only have three, which is a detriment, but at least it's not like IndyCar where you only have two, Honda and Chevy. So I'd like to see Dodge come back in. I think this is a great what-if question, but it's one of those questions that unless something happens, I won't believe it till I see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, there, there's got to be a lot of other factors that go along with them just popping back up into the series. So it, it, it's going to be a lot of trial and error for sure. And just have to see what happens in the next couple of years. What was the reason they left the sport for? Uh, that's a good question. I think it was a funding issue. I think it was probably more so funding than it was anything else. I think they just left the sport because they left the sport. That's a good question. That's a good little off-season podcast thing we could do on the side to keep things rolling here. But to be honest with you, I don't know why they left the sport. Maybe lack of TV rating. There was a lot of issues going on there in the early 2010s that I think caused a lot of teams and sponsors and companies to leave NASCAR. And I'm just going to go out and say it. I, th- I blame it on Brian France. Because they, they left the year after Keselowski won the championship with yeah, them, didn't they? That's correct. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know why they would have. I remember it, but I don't remember it, them leaving. you think if you just won a championship with a car, you'd, you'd stay in the series and progress for the sport. Yeah, I think you would, but we've seen a lot of t- uh, manufacturers leave. We saw Pontiac leave mainly because I think GM closed down the Pontiac whole development and pr- production of that car, so... Why put more money into NASCAR than you have to with that dying car? So that's why they pulled out. So I'm reading a thing here, and it says, you know, it's not necessarily that Penske, that Dodge left Penske. It talked about Penske Racing, you know, announced that March that it would be moving its two-car team to Ford at the end of 2012. That decision, you know, pretty much proved to be the final blow for Dodge and NASCAR because that was their best team to be with, by all means. But sources, you know, familiar with negotiations suggested that Dodge moved more decisively to re-sign Penske, um, and an agreement could have been reached. Penske just didn't want to, but with, because of Dodge's parent company, Fiat, or Fiat, the Italians seemingly just not wanting to help as much so it boils down to a funding issue it really does and that's more or less why Penske decided to leave Dodge as well and move forward okay so instead of blaming Brian France which was probably a bad judgment on my call I have to blame the Italians yeah sorry Italy but that was our question of the week anything else you guys want to add in before nah, let's, move on? Let's, let's jump no, to the races all right let's jump to the races make sure to use hashtag what you think itm on all social media platforms to let us know what you think about this week's question of the week and next week and this week's question is week last week's this week's question of the week just let us know what you think using hashtag what you think itm before we lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready 
It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Continue on with today's episode. I wanted to tell everyone out there, whether this is your first time listening to Rambling About Racing or now your over 100th time of listening to Rambling About Racing, about our online store at Teespring and Bonfire, where you can find the latest Rambling About Racing gear, such as T-shirts, hoodies, hats, pint glasses, and so much more. And since we use discount code MOTHER in honor of Mother's Day, I figure it would be appropriate to use discount code FATHER for 10% off for the month of June at Teespring and Bonfire, where, again, you can find your latest Rambling About Racing gear and throwback in the Marvels gear. So head over to ramblingaboutracing.com. Links will be under the Stores tab, or links will be in the podcast description as well as the YouTube description below. Go check them out, and you'll look good in it as well, whether you're at your local short track or the high glamour lights of Daytona, Talladega, or Formula One or Indy tracks. Again, 10% off using discount code FATHER through the month of June. Now we're going to get into the races. We're going to start off with Formula One here, like always. The Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Gentlemen, first impressions of that race. Started off good. And then the Ferraris, boy, they the Ferraris had all kinds of issues today. It, it was ridiculous. But, it, you know, I, I will say Hamilton had his best run of the season, finishing the fourth, I think. You know, a little bit of momentum gained today for, for the Mercedes team of Hamilton. But it was the Verstappen show again. I mean, he he murdered the field today. It was Verstappen up until the point where it, well, it wasn't Verstappen. It was Leclerc up until the point mm-hmm. where he went kablooey, and then Carlos Sainz had an issue. So this makes two weeks in a row, both Spain and the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, where Ferrari suffered a DNF with their top driver that has a shot of competing against Verstappen for the championship this season. That spells trouble because a few weeks ago, Ferrari was leading the Constructors' Championship, and now they are not. I'm going to bring up the standings here real quick. It's now Verstappen, Perez, and Leclerc, the top three positions for the Drivers' Championship, and now Red Bull has overtaken Ferrari in the Constructors' Championship and Ferrari looked like they couldn't be stopped at any point during this season. And now all of a sudden, something bit them and something's biting them hard. It's almost like the Verstappen issue where he would have a mechanical failure, win a race, have a mechanical failure, win a race. But with the Ferraris, it's, it's just nonstop right now. I mean, they're they're blowing up left and right. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to watch the race. I had family stay up after the gender reveal. I did see that Verstappen won. I was excited by that. I think I'm I'm new to the F1 racing, so I think I'm Team Red Bull. Who knows? They, Ferrari could have a turnaround here soon, and they'll you know bounce back, and it'll be close at the end. Well, two things to say to that, Austin. First of all, bandwagon jumper. I'm just gonna call it like I see it. I like to bust your chops there, though. But second of all, it, it, Red Bull didn't really have a strong showing. But one of the things, one of the big takeaways I take away from that race was Lewis Hamilton. Had an up-and-down day, but his car, I don't know, I know you didn't see it, Austin, but I don't know if you saw it, Charlie. Throughout the course of the race, it was just this. 
and qualifying and practice, it was just up and down, up and down. And it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. He couldn't have been comfortable in the car. He still eked out a fourth-place finish. His teammate, George Russell, another podium for him. But, I mean, answer me this. As a driver, and Austin, you can answer this too. As a driver, if something's mechanically wrong with the car where it's just up and down and you could hear it just bombing out, just do, do, do. I mean, how does that affect you? Does that affect you more mentally or physically when you're racing? Depends on when it's happening. I mean, if it's happening down the straightaway. It's happening down the straightaway, yeah. I, 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 that, that may be just more of an error thing because uh, let's face they, they were hauling butt at this track. I mean, speeds of you know almost 220 mile an hour. I don't know that it wasn't just an aero thing, but as long as you're handling just fine, you're braking and handling just fine in the corners, and you're still moving up through the field, it may be uncomfortable, but you don't say anything. You don't worry about it. You put that in the back of your mind until something breaks. What about you, Austin? How does that affect you as a driver? How would that affect you as a driver, more mentally or physically? Probably mentally because you're, you're just thinking what's going wrong, what's fixing to break, uh, especially if you're running good. You know, one, two, three, you're, you just, you're holding on, just, just expecting the worst. You know, is the tire going to go down? Is something going to break and I'm going to hit the wall and I'm not going to finish today? That's, that's probably what's going to go through your head. And that's normally what goes through your head. All right. Well, I got a special request here from our co-host here. So we're going to go ahead and stop the screen flipping. Eventually, we'll get to the point where we will have a producer here and maybe everybody in the shop one day. Let me get our background up. There we go. Now we're back here, three screen, three on run. I'm trying something new for YouTube, so forgive me on that. We'll, we'll, yeah, and it was, it's not a bad thing by no means. Well, once StreamYard will fixes their program, it's more of a StreamYard thing. This it wasn't yeah, a problem on Zoom. It, it just seemed like I'm trying to listen and, and learn as well as we're talking, and it just seemed like there was a lot of pausing, and especially with us being live, it just. Okay. So anyway, we'll worry about technical issues. I'm more of a visual person myself. Like I got, I got to see you talk. Yeah, well, comprehend it. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. I'm so a, I'm we, a millennial. Remember? Yeah. We'll <laughs> we'll go ahead and take care of that. But yeah, Azerbaijan Grand Prix was a great race. I think one of the top races of the weekend. If you had to ask me, just just based on what I saw this whole weekend, good race, exciting till the end. Except when Red Bull just took off there. I thought. Sergio Perez might have a chance at Max Verstappen. But even with that, I think Max Verstappen's the number one driver. He's the defending champion. I don't know if they would have let him pass him. I don't. It's the team hoarder thing with Formula 1. I think we'll get more into that later on, maybe in the midseason review for Formula 1. But that was the Formula 1 Grand Prix. Anything else before we get into IndyCar from Road America? Yeah, how am I a bandwagon jumper? I was Team Red Bull when I first started. I don't know. It's just a bandwagon thing, man. It's yeah, like, I, if he's going to be bandwagon, I guess he'd jump into F1 and buy. I'm a Hamilton fan. <laughs> he could have been, but then he would have been very disappointed this season. I would have been. It, it took him into register, and I was like, as soon as you said that, by, oh, it looks like Austin's having technical difficulties. Don't know what happened, but he's left the building. <laughs> After I've got him that whole new microphone setup, which you, which you sound great, by the way, Austin. It isn't echoing anymore. It sounds great. There's a big difference. But yeah, I difference. appreciate you sending me the mic. I actually had a, but it works for me. He said, man, I listened to the podcast the other night, and you sounded terrible. <laughs> well, it's, I, I mean, said, we got the fix. We, it's going to be here Tuesday. Yeah, we got the fix, and it makes all the difference. Did it with Charlie and do it with you. No problem whatsoever. The IndyCar race. Did you guys catch the IndyCar race from Road America by any chance? I did not. I did not. Well, you didn't miss much. It was a boring race. 
a I very boring race. So it, it, it was interesting watching Roman Grosjean race through the field. I think he's one of the best drivers out there in Formula in Formula One in in IndyCar right now, only because he's still relatively new to the sport, but he's adapted so well to it in his second season, way faster than Jimmy Johnson. I don't know what Jimmy Johnson's problem is. He oh. he, does, he does not. Yeah, I think he's just old Roman. But Roman Grosjean a couple of years ago was being barbecued at Bob Rain in Formula One. Well, I think you're right. He's just old. But at yeah. the same time, the the IndyCar race, Joseph Newgarden won. Marcus Erickson, the Indianapolis 500 winner, finishing second, and Alexander Rossi rounding out the podium. I was hoping that Roman Grosjean would at least get the podium. But there was a caution late in the race with five laps to go, and that's kind of what set up the bunch them together and then race, but there still wasn't really a race. It was kind of a boring race, if you ask me. But I'm not a big IndyCar guy, especially on road courses. This weekend was a road course weekend. IndyCar just performs better on, on ovals. I, 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 I think that should be the F1 car on oval track for the most part. It just It's better racing to me when they race on circle tracks, not the road courses, so to speak. And, and I feel like that with NASCAR as well. NASCAR is known for, lack of better words, going fast and turning left. Putting them on road courses. Now, I'll give you that. I will say this. The best road, one of the best road courses I've ever seen was, is the Royal That is a fun race. You get to see the whole racetrack. But if you go to a track like Charlie and I did, Watkins Glen, we saw them come down the front straightaway, go into turn one, and didn't see them again until they came down the front straightaway. But it was good racing. It was good racing. I, I know from the track aspect and not being able to maybe see the whole race, but from a actual competition and racing side of it, the road courses have produced some, some really good racing with an exception of today today, you know, which I'm not complaining at all. I'm, I'm glad Suarez won in one, but today was a little bit different. Usually the road courses here lately is it's been a, a lot of competition up front. So, I think today's road course, and we'll get more into that, I feel, once once we cover the cup race, but today's road course and the road coursing in general, when it comes to NASCAR, not necessarily IndyCar, it's kind of like Formula One as far as open will, but NASCAR, I feel like it's only fun road course racing when it's on the Roval and when it's in the rain, like as we saw at Portland last week in the Xfinity Series. And now you sound like some of the fans that, Kinston that just want to show up to watch the Rex. <laughs> well, it's not even the Rex; it's the X Factor. It is an it's a it's a curveball thrown in there. And I don't, you, I don't mind them racing. Don't mind them racing on, you know, the wet tracks. It, it is. It definitely is a curveball. You know, it, it takes them out of their comfort zone for sure. And I think that's the thing. I think that I think you hit the nail on the head right there. It takes them out of their comfort zone as far as the drivers. It makes them a little more cautious, even though they're being really aggressive. And we saw that a mm-hmm. lot last weekend in Portland. That was a fun race for me because it, was, it wasn't it was set in stone who would win. Like, it was kind of this weekend, especially for Formula One and somewhat with this cup race that we saw in Sonoma. But it wasn't like that. Sonoma, Portland was fun to watch. And and when we when I was watching that race, I was engaged with it. It was it drew me in because of that X factor and that curveball that of the rain. Whereas now Sonoma was just, meh, it was boring. Sonoma really wasn't as good only because I think I, 
I wanted it to live up to what I hate saying this, but I wanted it to produce the same type of racing that Coda did right. earlier this year. Absolutely. And I, I love the next gen car on road courses. I think it's a better road racing cor- uh, car than last year's car. So especially after Coda, that was great racing at Coda this past year. So, you know, it, maybe Sonoma's just hit or miss. And, you know, maybe later in the year, which we got, like I said, three three more road courses coming up. So we'll see. Road America was a good race last year. So we'll see. Yeah, we will. And I hate to say that I'd hate to get rid of all road courses, but I do like the oval tracks better. I, I like to turn fast and go left. That's what I grew up on as a race fan. Formula One is great as far as street circuits and road courses. That those cars are built for that. Indy cars are somewhat built for that, but they do produce, in my opinion, better racing on the ovals. Vice just making it so saturated in road courses. I'm glad that this year in NASCAR we don't have an oversaturation. And seven really isn't an oversaturation, but that's I feel like a third of the schedule almost, or a quarter of the schedule of road courses. And I don't want to see road courses. Some people might like road courses like Charlie, but I'm not a big fan of road courses. I'd rather see them race on the crappiest short track or intermediate track than suggest taking one of those away and go to a road course. But that's just me. The road course racing it didn't really live up to the par that I, that I hold it up to. And now we might as well just get into it. Did anybody watch the truck race? We'll talk about NASCAR here in Sonoma race weekend this weekend. Did anybody watch the truck race? I pulled a Matt Beamer, and when I saw four or five cup drivers in it, I boycotted it, and I watched the Southern Super Series late model race at Montgomery Motor Speedway. Oh, we'll talk about that in our final thoughts. But, yeah, I did the same thing. Once I saw Kyle Busch in there, let's see, who else? Ross Chastain. Alex uh, Bowman. Alex Bowman. Austin Dillon. Suarez wound up racing in it, but he, he yeah, took over as a backup driver. He took, it, he took over for Carson Hoskovar. Yeah, but Austin Dillon sucked in that race. And, and I must yeah. say, I did the same thing. I saw the truck series. I saw cup drivers in it. I switched it right off. There was no way I'm going to give him the ratings and the benefit of, hey, the truck series had good ratings at Sonoma when Kyle Busch races in it. And Kyle Busch, that's all he can win. That's all he can run well in his lower series. So he goes down there, puts some wind in his cells, and then comes out here Sunday and doesn't do well whatsoever. I don't like the fact that Kyle Busch does that. I don't want to see him do that. I don't want to see any driver go down to the lower series and do that. So I boycotted it. I didn't even watch yeah, it. I mean, you, you don't you don't progress anything from dropping from cup no. and trucks and winning. You take away from Zane Smith, Ty Majeski, Chandler Smith. Kyle Busch is taking food off of his team's table and putting it on his plate. Yeah. That's what I feel like. In a Kyle uh, Busch motorsport vehicle, he takes food off of Chandler Smith's plate who who could have finished fourth, but since Kyle Busch was racing, finished fifth. What's up, Charlie? Let's face it. This this sport has become a, yes, sponsorship is everything, but the the people that pay for advertisement in this sport now, you know, they want their best chances of of getting the most out of their money, the more bang for their buck. And there's there's a reason why certain sponsors sponsor certain races, and that's going to be because of who's driving that truck, so to speak, for that particular race. I hate to say it, but money is what makes the world go round, even in the, uh, unfortunately, it's what's taking over motorsports altogether, not just NASCAR. It's, 
it's you know from from the lowest level up. It is what it is. There, I, I did watch it. I watched it on the way home from the reveal. I set, I pulled it up, set the phone on the dash over the speedometer, and I watched it as I was driving down the road. That is so dangerous, but, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I did watch it. It wasn't a horrible race, but like you said, I, I was highly disappointed when there was like six cup drivers in it. I didn't mind Suarez running in it because he didn't start it. Yeah. He, he was there solely as a you know a, a, as a backup or a last resort for the golden child of the truck series, Josefar. It, it is what it is. I, unfortunately, it's not going away. We preach on this all the time. It's definitely not going away. It, it, it's a money thing, man. Fortunately, the almighty dollar dictates a lot, not just in motorsports but in life. You want to get away from that. You want to keep it as pure as you can. I think the purest racing on earth is local short track racing, and it's only because people take money out of their pocket, put it in their car, and they race well, yeah. and it's a hobby. It really is. Hey, because uh, there, there's a, not to interrupt you. Well, I am interrupting you, but there's a lot of those. that That's not even what that is anymore. It's short track racing. It's not when you get into the, the world of super late models and stuff like that. And that's the reason why, like, me and Austin, we're, we're both, you know, pretty big Bubba Pollard supporters in, in the super late model world. This guy pays for all of his own stuff. I mean, yeah, he may have some people helping him as far as, you know, uh, monetary donations here and stuff like that. But he he funds his own stuff. And his, his family comes and helps him at the track, stuff like that. And there's just getting to be – Less and less people like that, unfortunately. It's more of a pay-to-play ride, and that's the reason why I asked Howie that question. I wasn't trying to be a butthead, but that's why I asked Howie that question whenever we had him on the show. You know, did you, did y'all buy these cars, or did you, you know, pretty stroke much... A, stroke a check and... Pretty much in. rent the car for the weekend, so to speak. So, Howie got my respect then whenever he said, you know, you know, we, we bought them. They just kind of helped us set it up for whatever particular track being we bought it from them, which is completely understandable. So, Right. And if you go to any of your late model races, there's only going to be about four or five teams that are their back pocket funded. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody yeah. else is like an Anthony Campy. Cut me a check. If you wreck it, cut me another check. We'll see you next race. I forgot where I was going with that. I'd, like, I'd hate to see that, but oh yeah, the passion of, you, you know, Charlie doesn't bring home a paycheck. And this doesn't feed his daughter. This doesn't put a roof over his head. This doesn't put food on the table and gas in the tank. It's a hobby. At the end of the day, what you, and I'd hate to take it away from you, Charlie, because I support you 100%. But at the end of the day, it really is a hobby. No, it is. I mean, let's face it. Yeah, I drive for somebody. Right. 
but I lose money by going to drive for him. Right. And, so and, by the time I pay for like me and Kelsey and Emma and Austin to get the track, that uh, spotter. By the time you pay for that and pay for freaking diesel fuel right now to get there, and then you fill a generator up with gas, all, all these little things just add up. But at the same time, I'm one of the people that, since they can walk, has done nothing but grow up in this sport. And, and I, I love the sport and I respect the sport. It tears me up to see what a lot of the you know pay-to-play rides, uh, just for the fact you, t- you take away great racing because there's plenty of other people that have the talent that would get in this ride. And not saying some of these guys don't perform good because they do, Auto sports as a whole has become a business rather than a passion. That's that, that's how I should have let it all. It, it's a business rather than a passion nowadays, and and I hate to see it, but but it take it takes away from the little man, uh, like your, like myself and, and Roy and everybody that you know supports me, and even you know even Austin and his family going drag racing. It, it takes away from people like us whenever you go to the track and, and you see all these pay to play ride it's, it's disheartening because i'm like man that that could have been me I, I just don't have the money yeah and that's unfortunately the way it is right now especially in the truck series and the xfinity series more so than the cup series maybe the cup series has some but you're paying an awful lot of money to do it i feel like some teams like a bj mcleod it is a hobby at this point it's very expensive though be it hobby it's still a hobby but I mean, that was. I mean, I hate to go down the rabbit hole because we still have to talk about the cup race. Yeah, can I, do- I could have kept on going on that. I, right. I, yeah, I, I, I could, I, we could we could have went another hour and a half. Yeah, I, I could have got heated on that subject. So right, and and we still we have our mid season review. We're going to do a quick mid season review and then a quick and then move on till to the final thoughts here. But we'll talk about the cup race here real quick. Yeah. Daniel Suarez finally getting. His first career win in the Cup Series, the fifth non-U.S. born driver in, to do that in NASCAR's history. Overall thoughts of Sonoma? I'm going to start off with you, Austin. I, I enjoyed the racing only because seeing Suarez get his get his first win. But there, there was just there was something off about a normal road course race with this one. There, there was great racing, but there's just there's just something off about this weekend's racing. I felt like that, too. It was just a road course-heavy weekend. We didn't see a typical watch Formula 1, watch Indy, which could be hit or miss with oval road courses. And then NASCAR is usually ovals. So it was just a road course-saturated weekend. I think that took away from it for me for a little bit. But it was a boring race. Not gonna, I'm not going to beat around the bush. It was a boring race. Glad to see Daniel Suarez win. Glad to see it him do well in track house and track house do well as a whole. Now it was, it was boring. It was a boring race, but here's what surprised me here. Six out of the top 10 were Fords. Fords had a great day this today. Mm-hmm. And here's another thing that surprised me out of the top 10 drivers, not one Toyota. You have to go all the way down to 18th and the 18th place driver was Kurt Busch for 2311 racing. Then you go further down 26th, Martin Drex Jr., 27th, Christopher Bell, 30th, Kyle Busch, 31st, Denny Hamlin, and 36th, Bubba Wallace, although be it he had the engine issue, he's the only DNF of the day, but Toyota had a bad day, but the Fords really stepped up, especially the 
Penske Fords of Austin Cindric, who finished fifth, Ryan Newman, who finished 12th. Joey Logano yeah. finished 17th. It looked like he was going to be a contender all day. But Fords really stepped up, and what surprised me is what Preston said on the comments here. Chris Bush finishing second, and Michael McDowell finishing third. Congratulations. Yeah, that's that's so, a good podium. Yeah, you, well, you talk about the Fords finishing good. I wouldn't go far. I wouldn't go as far as Michael McDowell. I would say you got Brad Kozlowski, I think, finished 10th, and Chris Busher finishing what you did, 6th, I think? 2nd. Second. Second. second? Oh, yeah, 2nd. Yeah. Both the RFK boys finishing top 10. That's Brad Kozlowski's first top 10 since beginning of the season, I think. I think Daytona, maybe. Yeah, yeah. it's been a while so, for Brad Kozlowski to get um, a top 10. Huge. That is, that is huge for that organization right there to get two cars in the top 10. Right, uh, especially one that was fast enough to compete for the win there for a little while before he just he he used up his equipment. I, I think yeah, huge day for Ford. But even though RFK didn't get the win, that team won today with having both cars in the top ten, hands yeah. down. And that was his second or third top ten finish. Let me double check that. But he hasn't he doesn't have many here in the twenty twenty two campaign. Here, let's see here: one top ten, two top ten. Then his third top ten was Daytona. So, yeah, three top tens of the season yeah. for Brad Keselowski. Good for RFK, but it's not going to be good enough with ten races to go in the regular season to get themselves a win. They got to get themselves into the playoffs. They got to get a win. Both, I feel like at this point, both drivers yeah, need to. I think both of them going to have to win. Yeah, they're both going to have to win because right now, as it stands, Brad Keselowski, as far as the driver's championship, I'm going to bring this up real quick. Busher is 22nd, and Brad Kozlowski is 30th in the Drivers' Championship. If you break it down into playoffs, Chris Busher isn't even in the hunt right now that I'm seeing, unless you guys can correct me out there. And Brad Kozlowski is 29th as far as playoff, the playoff mm-hmm. standings go, as far as who's in and who's out. But yeah, I, RFK. They're mathematically out of it without a win. Oh, yeah. I dare, I dare say. 100% mathematically that, that out penalty, Look, that penalty that Brad Kozlowski got hit with at the beginning of the season, man, that was a gut buster. That there. was that was 100% a gut buster, and it, it's, it goes to show that the little things that you try, especially with a brand-new car, and, and we talked about it at the top of the season, with the rules that NASCAR brought to this next-gen car with the, that team, with the tears that they weren't playing, Brad Kozlowski broke the rules, he got caught, and unfortunately – he felt the full wrath of NASCAR because he had to, he had to be the example when it comes yeah. down to everything. Brad Keselowski <laughs> and Ro- and Roush Fenway Keselowski racing was used as an example. It's like we're not NASCAR said we're not playing games. These are the rules, and look what happened to Ro- Brad Keselowski and his race yeah. team. So, so don't play games. I mean, we've seen a lot of people get burned on tires. So Kyle Larson's team is going to be yeah. burned with tires this week. So and, I mean, NASCAR isn't playing games this season. Yeah, and not to get off on a rabbit hole, you know, yeah, Larson and them's got a win to, you know, if I'm Cliff Daniels, I'm, I'm drinking Take, mimosas on the beach a vacation. somewhere. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to the mountains uh, or the beach so, somewhere. I'm, I'm going away. Yeah, I, I'm going to give the guy behind me a shot to prove himself, so yeah, to speak. I'm, so, like, here, I'm delegating. You know, with the wheels, I, I heard some. you know, on the back of the wheels – we talked about it earlier in the year where the actual rotors and stuff like that, it's not just putting the wheel on. There are actual notches sticking off the rotors and stuff like that. that these wheels lug, small lugs, so to speak, that these wheels have to sit on. Where I think we're messing up, I think we may have to make those just a little bit longer. Or on the back side of the wheels, 
there's 18 holes. I think that's too many. I, I, I think you you cut it down a little bit. These guys used to put five on five. I, I think take away the 18 holes on the back of the wheel and make it fewer. A lot of times they get in such a hurry that there's so many holes and so few that you have to line up. I think they're just slamming it on there a lot of times. And, and yeah, a lot of time, yeah, a lot of times it does stick. But here we are. You know, that one time you thought it stuck. You picked a franchise going on for vacation. <laughs> yeah. So I say take away some of the holes on the back of the wheel and put it back in these the pit crew guys' hands. So they actually have to not just assume sometimes that it's on there it's, it, and know that it's on there. But at the same, you know, that, the argument can be made that once you're on there, try to turn the wheel real quick and you'll know. I mean, you'll, you'll know real quick, oh, my gosh, I can still turn it. It's not on there. That That's my opinion. You know, I don't get paid the big bucks to design stuff. So, But I will say this. Chase Elliott's team caught the loose wheel when he was leaving. So it is possible for a team member, especially a tire changer, yeah. to go, I'm going to get that on and wave his hands or do whatever signal that he does to the crew chief. The crew chief say, stop, back him up, make sure it is tight, and then send him on his way. Absolutely. You, you kind of pay, so, so it's out there. Teams are starting to now recognize, I didn't get the wheel on. Mm-hmm. And they do a quick signal, and they bring the car back. So, and it wasn't a Hendrick organization, so Hendrick talked about this. Chase Shelley's team caught that. Kyle Larson's team didn't. Though be it, Kyle Larson did finish the race and didn't get a DNF. He came back around and put the right front tire on. It's still going to cost him. And unfortunately, Cliff Daniels gets an extended vacation. But I, like you said in our text chain, he is locked into the playoffs. So really, no harm, no foul there, except for maybe building on that. Yeah, I think if you're going to try anything, now's the time. Uh, what you got, Austin? I didn't have anything. All right, then. Well, well, that was our – we'll go quickly do this race of the weekend for you guys before we get into our midseason review here and talk about that real quick. What was the race of the weekend for you, Austin? I'm going to go with a super late model race in Montgomery. I know nobody watched it. I did. Nah, All I right. went back and watched the highlights today. Pretty good racing throughout, you know. I don't know who that boy was that won it, but William Sawalat. She drives for uh, Donnie uh, Wilson. Donnie Wilson. Okay. All right. So, you know, congratulations to him. I, I thought Bubba had, had a shot there, but I guess you know just fell off at the end. I mean, he was passing cars on the outside. Yeah, that that that's what was cool to me. Yeah. You know, him and Augie Grill are the the old geezers in the sport, and they they just hang him out the left side window and just pass him on the outside. Yeah, sure enough, but, you know, his stuff fell off there at the end, and I think he wound up finishing like fourth or fifth or something like that, if, no, if not further back. Bubba pulled off. He pulled in the pit. I don't know what happened, but oh, he, okay. he didn't finish. I got you. Race of the week for me, I didn't watch the IndyCar race, but so to be honest with you, I, I'm going to go with the F1 race this weekend, all, only because I didn't watch the IndyCar race. Truck series, you had all the cup people running in it. I was just let down today watching the Sonoma race. I It's sad to say that I hoped it lived up to the racing that we saw at Coda earlier this year because it was battle for the lead the whole race at Coda, and it didn't. Don't get me wrong. Suarez won his race. Daniel's Amigos was happy, but uh, I got to go with F1 race. I, I'm happy with what F1's brought to the table this year with the new car, and it's produced 
a, a lot of good racing. So on that note, I'd be mad, boy, if they told me, hey, you, you know, you need to hold your spot. We're, we're going to finish right here. Don't pass your teammate, even though you got a faster car. <laughs> uh, and I think that was, uh, what was it, Ricardo and Alonzo? No, Ricardo and Norris are teammates. Okay, yeah. Okay, so Norris and Ricardo, man, don't don't tell me to hold, hold spot here. And even he was mad about it because he said, well, you know, we did that for a pit strategy. Or, or something like that. We, we're we doing this for position and points. So why, you know, you, you, you're telling me to repay the favor, but it's costing me more. So I get where he was upset, and I'd be bringing that up at the team meeting tomorrow morning. You just dump your teammates to gain a position, don't you? Whatever. I, don't even, I didn't even touch you. I just made you so nervous that you slipped up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would have to agree with Charlie. The race of the weekend for me was the Formula 1 race there at the Osbergen Grand Prix. <laughs> It was good racing all around. It was good drama with Ferrari going out. Unfortunately for me, I picked them to win. I need to stop picking Ferrari to win the races coming up. But it was a good race from start to finish. You never know in Formula 1 what could happen, especially at the end of the race. We saw Lance Stroll come in because of some type of vibration or something wrong with the engine that they came in with three, four laps to go and said, park it, you're done. And that's just the way Formula One is. If they see something wrong with it, they're going to park it and be done with it. George Russell getting the podium again, carrying really the banner for Mercedes right now because Lewis Hamilton, I don't know what's going on with Lewis Hamilton, but I, I did tweet out after the Formula One race, my biggest fear now is that Max Verstappen and Red Bull have become the new Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes in Formula One just winning everything. And we saw it back in the day with Sebastian Vettel racing for Formula, with Red Bull in Formula One. Maybe Red Bull's back on top, and they're going to win four championships in a row, and it's going to go right back to to the Mercedes, whomever that may be, George Russell and somebody else. But that was our race to the races of the week and racing wrap up, and now we're going to get into our mid season review for the NASCAR Cup Series. We're going to start off easy question: biggest surprise of the first half of the season for you guys? Uh, I'm the biggest surprise of me is all the first time winners this year. Um, I really didn't expect. All the new winners like Chastain, Suarez, Cindric win the 500. That's that's probably got to be the biggest surprise for me this year. That's a good one. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Charlie? You know, we had hoped that the car itself would hold up this year, and not only has it held up, but the biggest surprise to me is how drastically it's changed the racing at tracks. Mile and a half races have gotten a lot better. Short track racing's got worse, and even Till today, road course racing was was pretty good. So that that's my biggest surprise. Like, yeah, the, after the Coliseum race, I was like, man, this this is going to be a good year. Like, I, I'm looking forward to it. And then we go into our actual short track races, and I'm like, this is crap. I'd rather watch Austin spin out in front of me. But the mile and a half races is what's – it has produced really, really good mile and a half races. The mile and a halfs have surprised me. For the past couple of years, we were talking, and, NAS- and NASCAR fans, and I think we've said at the time or two on the show that the, the mile-and-a-half tracks aren't living up to what they used to, and now we're seeing really good racing there at the mile-and-a-half tracks. But the biggest surprise for me would have to be, I guess, still growing pains with the car. And we didn't get much testing from it. We didn't get much real-world testing from it like we did with the interjection of the car tomorrow where they ran it in certain races, which I wish they would have done. 
just like the introduction to that, so teams would have at least had some ideas on how to work on it. The the car itself really did surprise me. It's really surprising me. It's really living up to expectations, and I think in, in some cases exceeding expectations. To Austin's point, we've seen a lot of first-time winners. Has it leveled out the, comp- the playing field completely? No, we're not seeing teams like B.J. McLeod racing, racing up there with the likes of Joe Gibbs racing, Hendrick Motorsports, and Penske. And, and you're not going to race up there with those teams because Hendrick, Joe Gibbs, Penske have the money. They have the engineers. They have the resources in order to test out everything and, and create those engines to where yeah. it's building their perfect, perfect performance in, in the chassis. So you're not going to get that. You're going to get – it's not going to be a level playing field like we saw Maybe out of restrictor play track like Daytona Talladega, but it's still not there. It's but it's been surprising that the cars held up to the rigors that we did, especially with Chris Busher flipping there at Charlotte, which is weird to say, but it's holding up. Though be it some tweaks have to be made with the left rear and right rear tires. I feel, but overall the car has been the really surprise for me. What were you going to say, Charlie? You know, you talk about it hadn't leveled out the playing field as a whole. You know, with you know, BJ McLeod not running not as the, great, not to the expectation where I feel people right, would like to it. it. I think that goes back down to you get what you put into it, and Trackhouse is running this thing like a business. Like they're not running this like a hobby. They're they're there to win, and they're they're there to go after a championship. Whereas you go to people like BJ McLeod, and I'm not I'm not down him at all. Heck, I. I I'd jump in that car and drive it, you know, right now if they'd let me. Whether it was lesser equipment or not, like out of 36 cars, Charlie Hercus finished 37th. There wasn't even 37 that started. <laughs> By God, Charlie Hercus finished the race. That, that's how happy and thrilled I'd be to do it. Damn pace uh, finished so, the yeah, yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. But, you know, I, I'd be happy to do it. And I, that's my point is, you know, I, I – we talked about treating it as a hobby and stuff like that earlier. I think BJ McLeod, if you're going to look at if you're going to look at those business and hobby, I think you got people like Trackhouse and all them that's in the business category, and then you got people like BJ McLeod that's still in the hobby category. So you you get what you put into it, just like you do everything in life. Totally agree with that, and. Yeah, I, I think that's just one of those things. It's, it really did surprise me. The car, the performance of the cars, it lived up and exceeded expectations to various degrees. Now your biggest disappointment of the season. And this could go many different ways. I'm curious what you guys think. You guys want to go first or you want me to go first? We'll let you go first. Okay. So the biggest disappointment for me thus far in the season has been short track racing. Yeah. The, the short tracks were... A big push. NASCAR fans wanted to see more short tracks on the schedule. NASCAR fans wanted to get away from the intermediate tracks. And the car, or the Gen 7 car, has flipped at 180 where we're seeing the short tracks run horrible, boring races, mainly on flat. And like Charlie said last week, we're going to have to wait to see what happens in New Hampshire. And the mile and a half have been producing great racing. Like this. A couple weeks ago, the Coca-Cola 600 was the, one of the best races I've seen all year. Mm-hmm. In fact, in, in my whole time watching racing, it's been one of the best races I've seen. But seeing the short track package the way it is, NASCAR's got to fix a few things, and I think the teams have to fix a few things before they go back to Martinsville again, especially. Maybe get rid of the... I've heard rumors and talks of getting rid of the diffuser, dealing with 
gearing issues. I, I've heard a whole bucket list of what they might change before they go to that. Or we'll just fix it for 2023 and take the loss. And I feel like we're almost at that point right now with a handful of races to go before the playoffs start. But it, it, the short track racing for me has been one, the, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, disappointments of the year. I'd probably say the tire issues. I know it's not a good year issue, I don't think. If it's the teams, you know, trying to get every inch out of it, you would, you would think by race four or five of them blowing lifters out, they would they would try to go the opposite direction and fix it. There's been a lot of blowouts. Been a lot of teams fall out of it. Not I wouldn't say fall out of the race, but fall back in a race and not get the proper points they deserve. So you can only go in one direction one way, then you gotta start going another direction. Um, I think if they grasp that concept and start testing and you know seeing what works, what doesn't work, instead of just trying to hound on it and what doesn't work and try to fix it, uh, it'd be a lot better. But that's that's gonna have to be my disappointment. It's gonna be the tire situation. Right, and I, I agree with that as well. That's a close second for me. Charlie, what about you? Biggest disappointment of the, the season so far for the NASCAR Cup Series? Definitely the exact opposite of what I said on biggest game was the short track racing. It sucked this year. Martinsville is one of my favorite races to watch, and that was garbage. Bristol wasn't the best. I do hope they get rid of the diffuser like you were talking about and go a couple of different routes on that. The tire issue... Yeah, I think Goodyear's got a little bit of an issue, but I still feel like Goodyear's got an issue because of what the teams are doing. It's a little bit of both, but I think majority of it there is on on that. We, we've seen a lot of tire issues this year. so. But I, I'd have to say where I said racing was an improvement, racing is also the loss with the new car as well with, with your short tracks because, that I mean, that's the heart and soul of racing is short tracks. And if, if you can't fix your problem there and make some gains nascar's got a long road ahead of them with this next gen car i think they're going to fix it they have to fix it there's no way you can run a martinsville race like that again now it's going to be in the playoffs this next this year this next or this next upcoming race i don't know why i'm going off the rails like that but then you go to phoenix again for the final race of the season in fact you're going to go over to phoenix again next year for the final race of the season in 2023. Not a big fan of that, but I heard this from the guys from Blind Spotting in their podcast. NASCAR is probably waiting for the TV deal to renew in 2025 before they start moving that around or, or consider moving that to a different place. So I'm going to bank on what Travis said for there from the Blind Spotting NASCAR podcast and say, hopefully, they, hopefully that, that holds some water that come the renewal season. Our final question here for the midseason review is with 10 races to go in the regular season and those races are nashville speedway road america atlanta motor speedway new hampshire pocono indianapolis road course michigan richmond Watkins Glen, and daytona which one are you most looking forward to and which driver do you think that's currently outside of the playoff picture and those drivers are Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., Christopher Bell, Eric Almarola. They're currently in the top 16 right now if the playoffs started today. And those outside of the top 16, I'm going to only go four down. Kevin Harvick, Tyler Reddick, Eric Jones, and Austin Dillon. Which race are you most looking forward to? And which driver do you think will be the surprise upset winner at one of those races? Going to start off with Charlie. 
I hate to say it. Yeah, yeah, Nashville's coming up, and I think that's going to be a great race in a couple of weeks. But I'm looking forward to the Atlanta Motor Speedway race, only because uh, I want to see what changes they make to the car and what package they decide to bring to figure out where they're going to go with Atlanta Motor Speedway after that race and you know where they're going to go for next season with that. So I, I'm looking forward to Atlanta, to be honest with you. As far as, I guess, we, what, what was the uh, people to win? Yeah, who who is, who is currently not locked into the playoffs? I'm just going to go ahead and read you who's locked into the playoffs. Yeah. Chastain, Elliott, Logano, mm-hmm. Byron, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, Alex Bowman, Kurt Busch, Daniel Suarez, Chase Briscoe, and Austin Sindrick. Anybody that are not those drivers... Who do you think has is going to pull the upset here or win their way into the playoffs to lock themselves in? With the road courses coming up, I dare say McDowell gets his way in this year because he ran it extremely well today. And that team, you know, it, he, he's gotten a good, consistent pace going for him here lately. So I, I feel like McDowell could get it done and, and lock himself in. Now, how, how deep he goes in the playoffs is a whole different story, but we'll cross that bridge whenever the playoffs yeah, start. We'll cross that bridge before but the Southern 500. I, I feel like, you know, with, with the road courses that are coming up and you still have, you know, Daytona on the schedule and Atlanta on the schedule, depending on what package they take to Atlanta, I say Michael McDowell locks himself in. All right. That sounds great. I like that pick. I think Preston would agree with you as well. What about you, Austin? Out of the tracks coming up here, which one are you most looking forward to and which driver that is currently not locked into the playoffs do you think surprises us all and locks himself in the playoffs? For the tracks, looking forward to, I'm going to say Pocono, the tricky triangle. I know we, we've seen a couple of right front issues with the old car. Cost Kyle Larson a win, I think, last year. So I'm wondering to see if left rears will play a, a factor in this race. So that's, that's going to be my race I'm looking forward to. Drivers that aren't locked in. Might have to say Blaney's going to win his way in. He did win a race, but that one didn't count. All right, low-hanging fruit, and that was a horrible race. We never will talk about the All-Star race again this season because that was horrible. We should avoid that like the plague. As for me, I'm going to go with the driver, I think, who will race their way in. That will be a surprise. And with the tracks coming up, I'm going to have to say, this is going to be controversial, but I think at Daytona, before the regular season ends, and we get ready for the playoffs. He runs well at, tra- at play tracks. I think Bubba Wallace locks himself in at Daytona. He runs well there, and I think he locks himself in before the se- the season finale for the regular season and, lo- and puts himself into playoff contention there with his teammate Kurt Busch. And the track, as far as I'm looking forward to, just to see how it will deal with the Gen 7 car would be New Hampshire. It's considered a short track. It's, it's, it's right there in between a short track and intermediate track, I feel. But yeah. it's a flat track, and I'm curious to see how they will do there, especially after running at Atlanta again and before running at Pocono. So I'm going to be sandwiched myself in between you guys and be the cream and the Oreo, for lack of better words. And that was a horrible analogy, I feel. That was a very <laughs> hey, yeah, Not, not no. with us, too. You don't want I, to I am that. so sorry. No, yeah. no. Okay, I'm going to be the... There's no way to put it. I'm going to be I'm New Hampshire. I'm just going to stop right right where I'm ahead and say New Hampshire Motor Speedway is the race I'm most looking forward to only because it is the flat track. Curious to see how the Gen 7 does on that track. But, yeah. but now I'm going to throw one more 
curveball question in there. If you had to pick someone who wasn't currently who's currently in the top thirty in points, that isn't a big name driver, and I'm talking like a Todd Gillen, Harrison Burden, Cole Custer, Ty Dillon, Justin Haley, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Eric Jones. Do you think in in Charlie already said Michael McDowell, so I'm going to take that as his answer. So, Austin, this is really pointing towards you. Out of all those drivers, who do you think will be maybe an upset? Or the Cinderella be between story? Todd Gillen and uh, Harrison Burton. I'd have to say Harrison Burton. All right, Harrison Burton. I'm going to say Justin Haley. College Racing ran well. They'll be with A.J. Allmendinger at the Indianapolis Road Course. But Justin Haley also has a Daytona win. They'll be at Rain Jordan. Still has a Daytona win. It counts. It counts. He's got the trophy hanging up somewhere. Yep, he does. So, I mean, I think Justin Haley might be the, if anybody, the Cinderella story. Now, to Charlie's point, where he goes in the playoffs is yet to be determined. And we'll get more into that once we get to the Southern 500. But, gentlemen, anything else before we get into our final thoughts here? Yeah, I like your pick on the New Hampshire. Only because after last week of what we've seen at Worldwide Technologies, raceway or whatever with the flat track and a lot of left rear issues and whatnot new hampshire's also flat and it, if i'm not what is it a mile track i believe it's a, it's mile. Just a smidge over a mile so it's flat and we'll see you know we'll see what happens all right well I, I can't wait for it i can't wait for all three of those races that we picked here new hampshire atlanta and pocono gonna be a lot of fun can't wait for that Upcoming races for this weekend. The Cup and Xfinity drivers are off this weekend. However, the trucks will be racing Saturday, June 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1 from Knoxville. And that's a 150-lap race. It looks like a... What what time was that? Nine? Nine o'clock from Knoxville Raceway. Okay. That's the dirt track, right? Yeah, it's dirt. It's dirt. I think it's going to be a great race. That's going to be fun. I can't wait for that. Now... Again, if I see a cup driver in there, I'm going to boycott it, unfortunately. and for, I don't think you will since they're not racing this weekend either. So, Touche. Way to call me out on live television here, Charlie. I really do appreciate that. And Formula, One, here for. <laughs> and Formula One will be racing the Canadian Grand Prix. First time since 2019 that they're going to be in the great country of Canada for a Grand Prix. That race is going to be June 19th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On ESPN, so no need to set your DVRs, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. You can watch that one live. Yeah, you can watch that one live. I mean, I watched the Osborne John Grand Prix live. I woke up at 7, but yeah, I still work. watched it live. But, yeah, that was it. Gentlemen, anything else before we get into our final thoughts, our fantasy standings updated from Sonoma this week in NASCAR and our question of the week? I got a good question of the week here. I think a lot of people will scratch their heads about here. So, But anything else before we get into our final thoughts here? Are we going to pick the drivers? Oh, now or okay. later? Okay, we'll go ahead and pick the drivers here. Who's going to win, or who do you guys have picking the win? Thank you, Austin. I, by the way, who do you guys have winning the truck race from Knoxville and the Formula One race from Canada? A eh? Austin, you called it, so you yeah, you, you go ahead and uh, me out on pick that first there. Absolutely, um, I'll go last on this one. No, oh. for the truck race, I'm going to go with Stuart Friesen. Son of a gun! I know you can pick him too. Since it's on dirt, uh, F1, I'm going to get on my bandwagon and rolling out of here for Stappen. 
All right. Well, for low, low, low hanging fruit. I know I right. said it for you. Hey, hey, <laughs> back a few years ago when we started rambling about racing, when it used to be calling in the marbles, you could just say, who's going to win the Formula One race? Lewis Hamilton. Always pick Lewis yeah. Hamilton. So it, it's better to hear Max Verstappen and somebody else besides Lewis Hamilton. For the Truck Series race, I'm going to have to go with John Hunter Nemechek to win that. And for the Formula One race, I hate to pick Ferrari. Because every time I do, they've blown an engine and done horrible, especially at just, my- go, just go with Haas, then. No. <laughs> Let's give myself a fighting chance here. I'm, I'm going to see the results here real quick. I'm going to see the standings here real quick. I didn't do my homework on this because I wanted to pick Ferrari again, but it's just not going my way. Lando Norris. He's doing, okay. he's doing well in the McLaren. Him and teammate Daniel Ricciardo are... Doing pretty decently, finishing in the points. He's seventh in the points right now. He has no shot, I feel like, of winning the championship, and McLaren doesn't have any shot of winning the Constructors' Championship unless everybody wrecks on lap one, turn one, and they start finishing the races. But I think Lando Norris upsets everybody there at Canada. All right, Charlie, now the pressure's on you. Who wins the truck race and who wins the Canadian Grand Prix? I'm going to go with Perez and the F1. Truck race... I don't want to pick the same one. I, I was going to go with Stuart Friesen, but... In finger. He's almost got him a dirt win. I mean, you can I'll, just go ahead I'll and go, say it. I'll go with Crafton. You know, okay, and Crafton. I hate to say it, but I I think Crafton's done. So, I, But I'll go with Crafton. Okay. Well, it's a different, different topic, different time. That's the end of the season Fair review enough. there. So. Is Sauter or Bodine running this race? No, I have to get to see the injury list, but I want to... Maybe. I mean, I don't Maybe. think that'd be a contender for the win anyways, but... But, hey, okay. So, anything yeah. else before we uh, get into our final thoughts here? Nope. No, I'm good. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of Burns Radio, which we here at Ramblin' About Racing are a proud affiliate with. Fanatics, you can find all your latest and greatest NASCAR gears to get you ready for this coming up season, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecast, and so much more. But you don't only have to stop in there and buy NASCAR gear. I get all my latest and greatest Washington Capitals gear from there. Yeah, and not only do you get hockey gear and stuff like that, I go on there, that's where I get all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear. Yeah, that's right. Roll Tide, man. It's a one-stop shop for all your sports gear needs, no matter what sports you're interested in. All purchases help out. Burns Radio bring you latest and greatest content and keep us on the air to bring you guys that content through the radio. If you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under our Partners tab, there you will find the link to Fanatics. Take you right there. Go do your shopping there for this upcoming racing season or for whatever sports you want. Go check them out. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go. One lap right here. Final thoughts here on Rambling About Racing. Uh, if you joined us on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube Live, really do appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as our in like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We really would appreciate that. It'll just get the word out there more. We're growing steadily, but we could grow faster, and that's all up to you guys who support us on the show. So, or this week in NASCAR fantasy standings and question of the week i'll take care of the question of the week in this week in nascar charlie do you want to deal with the fantasy standings first or do you want to go go ahead while i pull up the fantasy standings okay so 
are this week in NASCAR. We go back to June 16th, 1985. Bill Elliott wins his seventh super speedway race in nine starts, taking the checkered flag in Michigan's Miller 400. Daryl Walter finishes a distant second and trails Elliott by 86 points in the championship race. And that happened on June 16th, 1985. And now for our question of the week, and make sure to let us know what you think using hashtag what you think ITM for that question of the week, is one that I kind of have, I'm kind of stealing from the Dale Jr. download, but at the same time, I don't feel like I am stealing it from the Dale Jr. download. Charlie, don't answer it. It's question of the week for next week. I know. I'm not going to answer it. And it, it has to deal with the Xfinity series. One of the Dale Jr. download questions when he was live was, does the Xfinity series need a crown jewel race? He, he brought up some good points and what makes a crown jewel, but that's not the question of the week. The question of the week is this. Does the Xfinity series have, its real, have a real identity in the world of NASCAR? The truck series has the trucks. So if you want to sell trucks, it's good for Chevys, Toyotas, and Fords, like F-150s, mm-hmm. 1500s, and Tundras. Tundras. The Cup Series is good for Toyota as far as Camrys, Fords, and Chevys. You know, I mean, they're good for those. But the Xfinity Series doesn't really have an identity. You know what right. I mean? So you're asking, you know, it... Well, should shouldn't the Xfinity series switch it up to the point where they run maybe an E class? Have that be our electronic series, like our hybrid series, something so unique to separate themselves from the Cup series? Because almost almost like what's their spot in NASCAR? Find, Where's their find other spot? than the other than the stepping stone to the Cup series? Other than the right. stepping stone to the Cup series. And I'm not saying it still can't be a stepping stone to the Cup Series, mm-hmm. but I'm saying the Xfinity racing, it's hit or miss. And it's, it could be boring, it could be exciting, but should the Xfinity Series find its own new identity? And again, I'm taking this from the Dale Jr. download and kind of paraphrasing it, but I heard it and I thought it would be a good question of the week for those. And I know a lot of our fans might listen to the Dale Jr. download and might have an opinion about this, might hopefully get a good response from it. But should the Xfinity series find their own identity? I'm not saying it has to be an electronic series. I'm not saying it has to be a hybrid series or, or like a SUV series, you know, like a, oh, the Ford Explorer of whomever is, of Riley Herbst is coming down. You know what I mean? The GMC Acadia. A GMC Acadia. I mean, just something like that. that or a four-cylinder car i mean it doesn't have to be a v8 engine it doesn't have to be a hybrid engine it doesn't have to be that it could be a four-cylinder series if the racing's good it, it, people will watch it yeah because gibbs would have brought the dang biggest suv toyota made so he could run over everybody right or or a front wheel drive series but i mean could the xfinity series expand from just the v8 carbureted engines and being a step just known as the stepping stone in the triple a of nascar's cup series and actually produce something that would, one, draw new sponsors to the sport, make manufacturers more invested in the sport for their products coming onto the production line. Long story short, should should the Xfinity Series rebrand itself and form its new identity besides just racing regular cars? That's the question of the week. I think it's a good one. And again, I'm 
reiterating this. I'm, I'm stealing it. I'm kind of stealing it and twisting it up from the Dale Jr. download, but they put it out there. They, they're listening a lot, and I do listen to them. That's our question of the week. And now, Charlie, fantasy standings for this week's race or this today's race following Sonoma. Just so, disclaimer, I forgot to set my lineup. So if I fell, fell down in the points... That's why. That's like two weeks in a row. Um, no, no, it's not two weeks in a row. It's the second time, though. It's, it's, just, it's, uh, it's happened before. But I'm, I'm just I, – I, I was bastarding it up this weekend, and I wasn't – I was just kind of doing my thing. I totally, I totally forgot about the fantasy standings. But anyway, <laughs> fantasy standings following today's race at Sonoma there, Charlie. All right, so not, we're going to read off the top ten because I'm pretty sure the 11th and 12th of 43 and me and Z-Cleave 7 aren't even – like battling anymore. So uh sitting tenth is B nine three with twenty one hundred and seventy six points. Carrying the Toyota banner and sitting ninth is Summers Racing with twenty one hundred and eighty one points. Carrying the Ford banner sitting eighth is Smoking Woody with twenty three hundred and sixty six points. Matt is seventh with twenty five hundred and forty seven. Didn't lose a spot. Carrying the Chevy banner Super Sumo thirty two with twenty six hundred and fifty three points. Uh rounding out your top five is 5th SMR R&D with 2,660 points, 4th SMR Operations with 2,678, 3rd S-Blades with 2,704 points, and then jumping up, gaining some points, is Matt Camper sitting 2nd with 2,828 points, and then I'm still sitting 1st, and I, I, I kind of stretched my lead back out after the day a little bit, but with 2,922 points. I just thought of this, too, today. If you were to lose this fantasy league championship, Charlie, I got a punishment for you. You're doing so well this season that if you were to lose it to Matt Camper or somebody else, I got a punishment for you. Well, Do we get to hear it? Or I'm you want to hear it? I'm now leading in both my points and fantasy points. Does, doesn't so, matter. Here's the punishment. It's pretty okay. good year for me so right he, now. Here's the punishment. So, okay, so you better keep it up because here's the punishment, and you have to do it because it's fantasy code. If you lose, even if it's by a point to Matt Camper or somebody else, at the end of after the 36th race of the 2022 season, I'm going to buy you a Bubba Wallace hat, and you have to wear that all next season for rambling about racing. I'm not wearing it all in the season. No, you will wear it all, every time we re-record. I better Unless see you're going to come down here no. to my house and make me. No. I'm not wearing it. it it's as yeah. easy as you not being on the show, Charlie. All right. Well, I, I guess it's down well, to two hosts. Well, the, here's the thing. You better <laughs> not lose this fantasy series championship or else you're going to be wearing a 23-11. Now, if I was in the same position, you could make any type of rule and punishment for I would me. not make you wear a dang Bubba Wallace hat all but, year. But that's the rule, man. I mean, right. Austin, do Just you think that's fair or not? To it. Oh, but it's it's not up to you. You lost. I haven't lost yet. But but if you lose, you will have to wear... Okay, look, maybe look, not a Bubba Wallace you, hat. You, you can ramble on about this for the next 10 minutes. He's not going to wear a Bubba Wallace hat. Okay, maybe not Unless a Bubba you physically... Reach out to Kelsey make, and tell her. Kelsey ain't going to make me wear one. I'll make, say that now. Make Charlie wear this hat. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Maybe, okay. Not a not a Bubba Wallace hat. Okay, maybe that's a bit too. Austin awesome Dillon hat. No, 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 no. I got a better one. Charlie's wearing a Dale Earnhardt shirt right now. I'm going to make him a shirt on Teespring or Bonfire with the Dale Earnhardt 3 with a 
cancel Simmel on it and say anybody but Earnhardt on it, and he has to wear that shirt if he loses this year's fantasy. I'd wear that before I wore it. Okay, okay. Well, that's the compromise here. I don't oh, know well, why sir. we're. I don't know why we're, knows me knows that's a why we're I'll compromising just on this sit one. Sit down in the chair. No, no. I, I want it to be seen the whole time. The whole time. That's part of the punishment, man. In fact, if I was leading the championship, you'd have to invoke a punishment for me. Is that not fair, Austin? And everybody else how, out there watching? How, how are we going to do this for a whole season, though? It's simple. Every time we record an episode of Rambling About Racing. Absolutely not. I'm not wearing the same shirt every season, every episode. It's one episode of a week. Man, does, does that Charlie host ever wash his clothes? But guess what? If they, if regular listeners of the show and watchers on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter will know, hey, he must have lost a season champions, the season fantasy league. You're you're right. I mean, I'm just saying. I may, I may lose it. I'm not wearing the same shirt all year. I'm going to tell you right now. You're wearing it one day out of the week. I don't care. I'm not wearing it every episode. Sure. I mean, is he like this all the time, Austin? I know he is. But is he like this stubborn? I mean, when did he become so stubborn? He didn't used to be like this. I don't know. He's, I've known him for five or six years, and he's he's not always like this. I've known him but since. I, I like compromise, but this is not compromise but, but, at all. Well, you're losing. But, it's a fantasy to lose. You lose that. I mean, it's, it's that simple, man. If you lose in fantasy, whether it's football and NASCAR, baseball, whatever, yeah, because if I win, I don't get to keep the card. So why would I wear? Why would I wear now the he shirt? Does, now he does. Uh, he does have a point there. Okay, okay, okay but I can't possibly make one of our viewers and listeners of the show, like Matt Camper or anybody else, make them do anything. But I can kind of nail you over there because you're a co-host. I mean, that's the way I see it. You're right. I'll wear it for one episode, and then we're done. See, that's such so crap, you better, man. you better fall into the Daytona 500 episode. That's crap, man. You're, that, we'll, we'll have to think of something. We'll, we'll have to think of something. Yeah, I'll think of, something. think of something. Let us know in the comments. I, I, just, I can't like, physically wear the same shirt every episode. The only thing I Why do not? there is I wear the same underwear that I wore when I won the race, but that's that's it. I, but I'm not wearing the same shirt every episode. I, I, so. think, I, think, it could, I, I think you're just being stubborn. And selfish, you call call it what you want. <laughs> I'll call it any way I want. I mean, it's true. <laughs> I, you know, we, we could tell him to shave his head, but he should yeah, do it every yeah, day. Yeah, so. that's not a that's not a yeah. punishment here for me for Charlie. I mean, having him wear a Bubba Wallace hat for the recording yeah, you, of the you, show. You, you ain't gonna get be, him. You, you're never gonna catch him in any. What about what, what about a twenty three eleven hat? Give me a Kurt Bush, like a specifically a Kurt Bush. <laughs> 2311. No, I just no, want 2311. Just 2311. I'll, I'll take a freaking Sharpie and draw a dang Kurt Bush number on there. And I'll even like, forge his signature on there, too. Oh, like, yeah. look, I his, num- his number's 45, by the way. Yeah, I true. even got this signed at Talladega by Kurt Bush. We better knock that out when we go there. By the way, we're going there in Talladega. It is, it is confirmed. We should have covered this at the top of the show, but Charlie took care of everything. We're going to get ready for get go down there around. I, I took first. care of everything with the intent on reimbursement, but I took care took care of everything on the front end. Here we go. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll take care of you on the back end. But yeah, <laughs> this is not a charity right here, okay? Yeah, we're looking forward to Talladega. If you're going to Talladega, let us know. We'll let you know where we're at. Come have a beer with us and talk about racing. We're going to bring all the podcast equipment. We're going to have We're going to be roughly Somewhere around the camp spots of 91, 92, something like that in Champions Corner. In Champions? It's news to me. Okay. I know where we're going to be at, but I don't know exactly physically on the on the property. Our, gonna our spot's going to be the spot to be at. That's going to be but party we, central. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to have, have – you, you can bring a golf cart. 
But it's got to be. Here's the thing: it's got to be registered with the DMV, right? It's going to be taken care of. But see, here's the problem. I already ordered the blinkers and stuff for Kelsey's golf cart. She has insurance on it already. Okay. We're just going to take it and get it registered. But here's here's the problem with that. Should you be drinking, you get pulled over by a cop. You're driving a registered vehicle from the state of Alabama. You will get a DUI. That's how they get you. They have to catch me first. Oh, I will not I ride with you. Like, okay, I, will, on a golf cart. I will jump out and go. Uh, I'm going to run. I'm like, he was driving. Bye. I'm not going to play that game. And I got us pretty close to the showers, too. So, Oh, that's good. I appreciate that. Yeah. But, gentlemen, that was our show. Really do appreciate everybody who stopped by, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, watching the show. Uh, gentlemen, anything else before or listening on your regular podcast platform or Burns Radio, if we got to say that at the top of the show. Gentlemen, anything else before we wrap it up here on this week's episode? No, I'm good. I enjoyed it. Glad to be back on for another week. Yeah, fun episode. We're doing it on a Sunday, so it'll be released earlier. But we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of Rambling About Racing. Thank you so much for all those who tuned in again on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube Live. Make sure to hit that notification and subscribe button for every time we come up and interact with us. We like talking to the fans and talking racing, no matter what series it is, Formula 1, Indy, or NASCAR, local short tracks. Special shout-out to our partners here, Sandman to Cancer and Fanatics, for all they do for not only Burns Radio and Belly Up Sports, but for us here at Rambling About Racing. Make sure to go ramblingaboutracing.com links to all of our social media platforms facebook twitter instagram youtube and now twitch so before we start up our gaming or rambling about racing gaming for charlie herc is chuck 8384 austin reeves austin underscore reeves six on twitter i'm matt beamer in beamer 22 on twitter stay safe and have a good rest of the week Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.